0: Hello and welcome to Better For You. Better For You is a podcast where we compare legacy food brands to their new generation Better For You competitors and answer the question Are they really better for you? I am Ashton. I think you all are familiar with me already, and we have a new host this week. Her name is Allie. Allie, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, hi, I'm Allie. I am a food scientist. I got my bachelor's degree in food science as well as a master's degree in food science and also have a professional culinary certificate and some experience working within the pastry world.
0: So, Allie's a foodie. I think I we all are foodies here, probably listening to this podcast. So, we're really excited to have her, and we're excited for today's episode. So, today we're doing everyone's favorite, which is instant ramen. We've chosen Maruchan, which I think is a popular brand we're all familiar with, and we're comparing it to a new generation competitor, which is called Imi. So, Allie. Do you want to start with a little bit of background on Maruchan?
1: Sure. So Maruchan, like you said, um, many people know of it. It's either a childhood favorite or a cheap college diet staple. Pretty iconic as an instant ramen brand, but it actually started in 1953 as a frozen fish distribution company in Japan by Kazumoi, and uh, it was under the name Toya Suzan and about a decade later later, the company decided to pivot into the instant ramen category and gained significant popularity in japan with this product and eventually moved to the u.s and built a name for themselves here in the western market and currently account for about 70 percent of the market in the u.s today Um, i thought a little fun fact about the history of the name as well uh, maru chan um, it's composed of those two parts maru meaning round and chan okay. is an honor honorific suffix that is used to denote fondness typically for a child or a woman so together they're represented in their logo of a little round child's face smiling so i thought that was kind oh, of a you. little interesting yeah. fact uh, about their history and a little bit about their name
0: love it okay i'll do a really brief ish history on Emmy, which is a really interesting story. So Emmy was founded by two Asian immigrants. Both of them are named Kevin. And this happened just a few years ago. They actually launched their product in January of 2021. So their home countries of Taiwan and Thailand had a really strong influence on their palates and their food preferences, and they were really inspired by a desire to do better in the world of instant ramen. They said, you know, which we all know, instant ramen is basically a nutritionalist sodium bomb, and seeing the effects that foods like this had on their own family's health, such as diabetes and high blood pressure, the Kevins set out to make ramen better. So they made a 100% plant-based, high protein, low net carb, high fiber, instant ramen, and it comes in the flavors black garlic chicken, and I'm chicken in quotation marks because everything is uh, vegan, spicy beef, and Tom Yum shrimp. And they said on their TikTok that when they launched this product in 2021, everyone basically hated it. So they spent some time reformulating and the product that's currently on the market now is their new and improved version. So I kind of love that they're also willing to admit, you know, hey, this wasn't so great and we've worked to make it better. So and kind of spin that into a positive. And that's kind of the short, brief history of Imi. Yeah,
1: that's really interesting. I, I like that as well.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the taste, because Allie and I did a taste test together. Uh, we had the Maruchan chicken flavor, and we had it head-to-head with the Imi black garlic chicken. So Allie, how about you share a little bit about your thoughts about the taste of both of these?
1: Yeah, Maruchan had a very umami, salty, very comforting flavor. The noodles were really tender, slightly chewy, just like what you think of ramen noodles. Uh, the Emmy was pretty tasty the uh, with their broths, but it had a slight vegetal smell to it, which I think was coming from the noodles. Their first ingredient was pumpkin seed protein, so I definitely think that was carrying through a little bit into um, the aroma of the overall broth and dish. Uh, the noodles for me were really spongy and dense. Uh, I did not associate their texture with ramen noodles exactly, but they did contain very high amounts of fiber and protein, so I wasn't expecting them to taste exactly like regular noodles, but they, to me, were kind of just a different product in general and overall didn't really like scratch that itch for ramen cravings. What did you think? Agreed, totally. I will
0: second basically everything you said. You know, maruchan is not Definitely not the best instant ramen, in my opinion. It's good. Um, we A lot of us grew up eating this and it tastes really familiar. It tastes kind of like chicken bouillon. In me, I was not the hugest fan of the flavor. The broth was okay. I think, you know, it was fine. I was, I was impressed by the amount of umami without actual meat um, in the ingredients. And the noodles were, for me, just very chewy a uh, very strong flavor and it definitely tasted healthy i would say when you eat it it definitely tastes healthy mm-hmm. which makes sense because the good for you stuff like the protein and the fiber is in the noodles not the broth so i didn't think it didn't really meet expectations for an instant ramen if you told me it was a noodle soup i think i would have eaten it and thought oh okay yeah i get it um, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So I guess let's discuss price. Allie, I know you've done some calcs on this, so would love to hear.
1: Uh, yeah, so I think that a big factor of Maruchan's appeal and why it's well known is because it's so inexpensive. I remember always seeing it mm-hmm. at the grocery store and it was just dirt cheap. And also why a lot of people have it in college or when... Food budgets are tight, so um, the prices I saw range depending on the quantity purchased, but anywhere from 10 to 50 cents a package. So very, very economical, cheap. Um, Like you said, it's not the highest quality ramen on the market, but for the price point, it's pretty good and one of the cheapest ones out there.
0: Yeah, and on the opposite side, I would say that IMI is actually pretty expensive. So we bought a variety pack, and it was $39 for a pack of six. And with shipping, that came out to $7.33 per package. You can get some discounts with a subscription, and then you get free shipping if you order more. But at least for what we bought, which was the trial variety pack, pack of six, uh, it was pretty pretty pricey, I thought but maybe it's worth it. So Allie, let's dive into the macros. I know you also did calculations to compare the nutritional profile between the two ramens.
1: Yeah, so the two products have different serving sizes, so I did standardize them to make those serving sizes equivalent. And once you standardize for that, the calories were almost identical, um, and the maruchan actually had about 35% less fat than the Emmys product which kind of surprised me. Uh, But the protein is where the products really started to deviate from each other. In the Emmys, there was almost 10 more grams of protein per serving versus Maruchan, which equated to a striking 250% difference in protein amounts between the two products. Um, And then the fiber, again, EMI had over 10 more grams of fiber compared to Maruchan per serving, which equated to over 1,000% difference in fiber content. So yeah, pretty big differences in those two categories. And um, as expected, then these factors make the Maruchan almost double the amount of carbohydrates compared to the EMI product and when it came down to sodium, I was a little bit shocked to see that the sodium really wasn't that much lower in the EMI product versus the Maruchan. EMI was only about 150 milligrams lower in sodium, um, which equated to about a 20% difference compared to the Maruchan. So it was just a slight decrease, which is better than nothing, but it just wasn't as drastic as I would have expected.
0: Yeah, agree. Especially if that's supposed to be one of the the things, the inspirations, I would have expected the sodium to be a little bit lower. So that was pretty insightful. And I think now that we have a good grasp of the nutritional profiles of these different options, we can go a little bit into some of the ingredients. So Allie, would you like to talk about maruchana?
1: Yeah, so... As expected, there's a large ingredient list for the maruchan. Uh, Everything from enriched wheat flour to dehydrated vegetables, uh, then a bunch of stuff in the less than 2% range, which was like preservatives, thickeners, flavor enhancers, everything like that. Uh, I wanted to just talk through some of the ingredients that might be a little more unfamiliar to most people. The one that first stuck out to me was uh, TBHQ, which stands for tert-butyl hydroquinone, and this is actually an antioxidant. It helps increase the shelf life by preventing fat oxidation, which can lead to change in, changes in flavor, color, um, and obviously make t- fats taste less rancid over time. So by adding TBHQ, the product can sit longer on the store shelf without quality changes, which is great for convenience foods that a lot of people rely on. So TBHQ sounds scary, but it's actually approved for use by multiple food governing organizations around the world. And there don't really seem to be any concerns around safety um, in the general consensus of those governing bodies in the usage levels that we typically see, which is no more than 0.02% of the total fat and oil content of a product. So to put that in a little bit of context, if an average 150 pound person consumed 80 grams of fat a day with added TBHQ in that fat content, they would still only be at about 30% of the uh, suggested adequate daily intake for TBHQ. So mm-hmm. way below um, what people would typically, like, no one could easily over consume this product from a safety standpoint. Um, the other ingredients i wanted to discuss were disodium uh, guanylate and disodium inosinate, which are often added together and referred to as disodium five prime ribonucleotides Whoa. Which, is a, which is a big mouthful so typically in industry they're referred to as ing or i plus g and they are commonly used um with msg and these two these ingredients act synergistically to enhance flavor, specifically meaty, savory, brothy, umami flavors in products like instant ramen, other instant noodle products, frozen entrees, and other convenience meals. Um, it's also been widely assessed for these ingredients from multiple food governing bodies that they are safe to use as food additives and processed foods. I know there's a lot of concern around MSG and ING in recent years, such as headaches, and not that those concerns should be necessarily discounted, but there are several ongoing studies and past studies assessing these concerns that I think are worth mentioning um, that have been unable to conclude that these compounds are causing these side effects. Bigger factors could be that the processed food themselves that contain these products are typically higher in sodium, empty carbohydrates, high sugar, etc. So people just don't feel great overall after eating them. Got it.
0: Well, thank you for the breakdown of the scary-sounding ingredients. You know, it's always... I think appreciated both in me and other people that you read this ingredients list and you think what is this stuff so it's always helpful to start to understand what it actually is and I would say the opposite of what you see on the Maruchan is what I'm seeing in the IMI ingredients. So it's pretty clean label. I looked at the ingredients list and I tried to break down what I thought was in the noodles versus the broth. So in the noodles, what I believe is there is pumpkin seed protein, wheat gluten, modified food starch, sustainable palm oil, and wheat. So I thought it was really interesting that they added wheat gluten specifically, and I think they did that in an effort to kind of add that chew that you associate with typical ramen noodles. Whether they were successful, I feel like Ali and I would say at this point, no, but they, there was some chew. And for the broth, I won't read all the ingredients because it's a lot, But there are things like yeast extract, soybean powder, black garlic powder, garlic powder, you know, all those kinds of spices. And then getting to what Allie called the scary sounding ingredients at the end, which is what I'm sure a lot of people want to know what they are. Uh, First... Actually first, I want to do a small digression on yeast extract, so what is it? It's actually the inside of the cell of a yeast, excluding the cell walls, which I thought was really interesting. So that's used to add umami because it has really high levels of something called glutamic acid, and that's an amino acid that stimulates your glutamate receptors and your taste buds, and that tells your brain, hey, this is an umami flavor. So yeast extract adds that really nice umami depth to the broth. And then onto those scary sounding ingredients, we have things like tricalcium phosphate, maltodextrin, and tapioca maltodextrin. So those I believe are serving anti-caking purposes. So when you open the little packet of seasoning in the ramen, it's not kind of a brick or a cake, it's a nice free flowing powder. The other two ingredients I wanted to touch upon are potassium chloride, which obviously adds potassium, which is great for you. But potassium chloride can also function as a partial salt replacer. Um, So I think they're adding that to bring the sodium down a little bit. And they're also adding calcium carbonate, which, again, obviously adds calcium, but also acts as a thickener. So I think that helps the broth to be a little more thick and unctuous to kind of mimic a fatty, meaty ramen broth. And that's pretty much it for the Emmy ingredients. They're pretty simple.
1: Yeah, definitely. Overall, pretty clean label, especially compared to the maruchan. I'm curious though, what's your take, Ashton, on the use of yeast extract as a glutamate uh, replacer? oh that is interesting so
0: i think typically we would associate especially in a lot of asian foods msg as something to add umami i have strong opinions about msg i think it's great i sprinkle all my popcorn it makes it taste wonderful with some olive oil there's a huge history about msg and we've done actually we should probably do a little segment about it there's a huge history to why it has such a bad reputation and it isn't necessarily grounded in science there have been scientific studies um studying the effect of msg in rats and humans and so forth um but the kind of dosage that they're using is also questionable like ali was talking about earlier the dose makes the poison so is something that you're using in a study at really elevated amounts, actually gonna translate to the real world, not sure. But yes, we definitely should uh, do a separate little thing on MSG, which I think would be interesting. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wait, I did want to say the MSG is beneficial because you can also, it acts as a salt replacer and it has 30% less sodium than salt for the same amount of saltiness perception. So you can use it to make reduced sodium products.
1: Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. It sounds a lot scarier monosodium glutamate versus yeast extract. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, your points are exactly kind of why I wanted to ask you about it. And um, I just think that flavor enhancers in general, which include MSG, can have a huge impact on making foods healthier by reducing the sodium's content. Uh, you're able to decrease that added salt and mask off flavors that may be contributed by the healthier ingredients like plant protein while also making a lower sodium but still delicious product.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Perfect.
0: So we've discussed history, price, taste, macronutrients, ingredients, and now I think we are ready to make a verdict. Okay, so then Ali, can you let us know? Which one do you think is better for you?
1: Yes, so I think without a doubt, on a macro basis, Emmy ramen is much healthier for you than the Marochan. However, as most of us know, um, Something isn't necessarily healthier if it doesn't taste good because you won't actually eat it. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of my personal take. I wouldn't necessarily eat the Emmy product, um, so then therefore it's not contributing any health benefit to me by not eating it. Um, So since I did like the Maruchan product, I thought it would be a fun challenge to try and make it healthier on its own. Um, And this is kind of a hack that I do to all of my instant ramen. I've just never calculated the nutrition facts before, so I did it for the Maruchan instant ramen. Basically, the hack is to whisk an egg into the broth um, while it's hot almost like tempering it in and this contributes like a rich body to the broth as well as just makes it a little bit more um like what you would typically expect at a home of a homemade ramen and um you also get that protein boost from the egg and then I also like to eat soft-boiled eggs with my ramen so I added in a couple of soft-boiled eggs as well and by adding two egg whites into the broth, and two soft-boiled eggs in the ramen itself. It basically doubled the calories from the initial serving size, so then I readjusted the serving sizes to calorie match it with the Emmys product, and then compared the macros. And when I did that, the fat and protein were almost identical uh, between the two products. The fiber was still unmatched since the eggs didn't contribute any fiber to the Maruchan product, but I still thought it was a fun experiment Because with the addition of the eggs to the maruchan, it boosts that protein content to make it pretty comparable with the Emmys ramen and healthier for me because I would actually consume the maruchan with these uh, extra tweaks on a more regular basis and that would also satisfy my ramen cravings.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. I think personally, I would do exactly that, kind of upscale a cheaper instant ramen because the IMI, again, is so expensive, Um, and then try to get my fiber elsewhere. I think it's really interesting that in making those suggestions, like you said, that you can almost get that nutritional profile to exactly what the IMI is, again, minus the fiber. So... If you're but if you're looking at just what's in the bag and you're making just that ramen and not doing anything else, which honestly in some situations you might if you're busy or I don't know, you're camping or you're somewhere where you can't upscale the ramen, without a doubt, if it we're looking at better for you, IMI is better for you. Just I don't think at a price it's accessible to most people. But that said, I do really love what they're doing. I've read reviews on their website. You know they know the noodles need work, so that's what they're working towards. And they say they're doing a lot of R and D, trying to make those better and better, better to a point where I think they want to deliver and taste exactly like a Maruchan or you know a Shin Ramen or those other brands of instant ramen that people love, uh, but deliver that with better macros. So I love their mission. The noodles need some work, but it is definitely better for you.
1: Yes, I would completely agree on that note. Obviously, adding eggs is great and it tastes good. But if you're on the go or need a quick snack, eating this at work, you don't have access Mm -hmm. to eggs. Or if you're vegan or vegetarian, because this product is completely vegan and vegetarian. So, um, you know, then obviously the Emmy product on a package per package comparison is way better for you. um, Where you don't need to add anything and it's still healthy. And I would also emphasize your point, Ashton, that I love their vision to make convenience foods better for your health. Um, they themselves know there's still some work to do, um, but I really think this was a good start. Um, and then, like with some my, like some tweaks to the noodles, it, it can only get better. And I'm really looking forward to trying the next improved version that they come out with.
0: Yeah, same. We'll continue to watch them. I think. Allie and I are big fans of instant ramen, and we know we should not be eating it as often as we do. So, Emmy, (laughs) please solve this problem for us. Yes. I think that wraps up our episode on instant ramen. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next month with another classic combination, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time.
1: Yes, thanks for listening.